On this episode, I'm going to give you some specific topics that you guys need to be doing videos about right now. Okay, There's consumers out there clamoring for clarity, clamoring for some information, clamoring to be educated by somebody. And for the love of God, it's time for you to step up, educate them, and grow your social. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 223 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Brome. I'm an agent in Salt Lake City, Utah, and founder of the Massive Agent Society. The goal of this podcast is to help agents become more profitable. So yes, that obviously means selling more homes, doing more business, but making more money from the efforts that you make. Hey, make we're going to teach you on the show, you listen long enough, how to make more and do less. Okay. It's possible. Agents are doing it. You just need to follow their playbook. You're in the right place. If you are looking to do that today, we're going to talk social media content today. We're going to talk about some ideas for topics that you guys should be doing videos about and doing posts about as often as possible. Um, right now there's so much uncertainty in the markets, in the economy, in the housing market, in society in general. It's just, it's fucking bonkers, as as I'm sure you'd agree. It's it's bonkers right now. But where there's bonkerness, hmm, where there's bonkerness and uncertainty, there's opportunity. Opportunity for any adult in the room to stand up and educate. Stand up and, and give some some good, clear, understandable, easy to digest guidance on what the hell is actually happening. And more importantly, not just reporting the news, but what it means, what, what consumers, home buyers, sellers, people thinking about buying people that are wanting to get into real estate investing. What do they need to know? It's not, here's the problem. Far too many agents just post headlines like, Hey, here's the news. Interest rates went up. Boom. Cool. What does that mean? You assume everybody knows what it means. If you learn to talk about what a certain news item, a news thing, whatever that's called, uh, a piece of news, yeah, or maybe it's just called news. If you learn how to decipher it so that people know what it means to them, not just what it means, but means to them, you're going to have a lot of success on social media. You're going to get a lot of people hiring you because they're going to see you as an educator, as an advisor, as a, a teacher, you know, uh, I can't believe I'm about to quote Dave Ramsey, but Dave Ramsey calls it the heart of a teacher. If you can establish the fact that you have the heart of a teacher, that you're an, an advisor and not just somebody that's trying to close a deal, you're going to get a lot of people hiring you because they want an advisor. They don't just want a salesperson. Okay? This is actually, we're not really salespeople. Yes, we sell homes, but we are, this is a service-based business. We, we provide a service to people to help them make a purchase. Before we jump into the bulk of today's episode where I give you the the topics that I think are pure gold right now, if you guys do this on social, uh, these are topics I've been doing videos about that are performing incredibly. Like what one of them I put on TikTok and at, you know like 24 hours later, less than 24 hours after posting it, shit, I think it's like 12 hours. Like 12 hours after post, well, anyways, less than a day later, 
it already has 111,000 views and it just keeps going crazy. There's like hundreds and hundreds of comments. Most, most people disagree with me, which is awesome for engagement. Totally fine. Uh, but these topics are hot. Okay. These are very hot. People need to know this stuff before we jump into that reminder, guys, you need, if you have any, any desire, any ambition to grow and scale. And if you made the, the resolution that, you know, 2022 is going to be your best year ever. You're going to sell more homes. You're going to make more money. Best year ever, right? Awesome. I'm not saying that it shouldn't be or that it can't be your best year ever, but do you have the tools? If you're trying to do something you've never done, you're going to need to do something you've never done, right? You're, if you're trying to uh, reach a new level, what got you here is not going to get you there. You might need to upgrade your tools, upgrade your processes, put some systems into place, make some hires, um, outsource certain things so that you can focus on money-making activities, get a transaction coordinator for the love of God. But one of the things that you really need to look at is, do you have, do you have systems? Are your leads falling through the cracks? Is your follow-up game on point? Are you staying in touch with past clients? Are you organized with whose birthday it is, anniversary, closing anniversaries, all of that? Are you texting? Do you have texts that go out every time you get a new lead or every time somebody on your website uh, requests a home value? Do you send out a text? Do you have any acknowledgement at all? All of this stuff can be automated to a point and there's certain systems that are better than others. We are partnered with and and honored to be partnered with Follow-Up Boss. Follow-Up Boss powers the fastest growing and the most successful real estate agents and teams and independent brokerages in our industry. If you look at, you know, nine out of 10 of the biggest producers in the industry, they're all using follow-up boss. Well, that's not, I mean, that's kind of a clue, right? That's not uh, an accident. So to show you why you need follow-up boss, follow-up boss, because you're listening to the show, they're going to hook you up with not just a 14 day trial, but a 30 day free trial. And they're not even going to ask for your credit card. All you have to do is go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash follow-up boss and get signed up for that 30 day trial. And then of course, actually fricking use it kind of important. Do that guys. Follow-up boss is a hack. Follow-up boss is a cheat code. I'm telling you right now. I mean, I've, I've interviewed hundreds of successful agents all around the industry. Follow-up boss is a common thread. So you need to find out what it is, like why, you know, it's obviously powerful. It's obviously a cheat code. How, how can you use it? Go try it out for 30 days and find out for yourself. Massiveagentpodcast.com slash follow-up boss. Guys, today we're going to talk about what you should be doing videos about, what you should be doing content about on social. I get asked this quite a bit. Hey, Dustin, I know you tell me to do video. You tell me to post here, do this and do content, but what the hell should I talk about? Well, this episode's for you. This one's for you. So you guys, a lot of you guys know, if you follow me on Instagram at massiveagent and you follow my stories that I am going through, well, I just completed selling my own house. So there's a future episode coming where I talk about selling my own house, which is kind of crazy. It's kind of a trip when you have all the emotions and your family and all, all of that tied into it. And then all the expertise of selling homes. It's, it's weird, but awesome. We just sold our house. It just closed less than a week ago. We um, were leasing it back from the, well, shit, the owner. Okay. The, not just the buyer, but the current owner, we're leasing it back from them now. And, uh, you know, while we look to buy a new house, well, 
Isn't that, isn't that kind of the problem every seller's having? They would love to sell, but then what? You guys probably have a ton of prospects, a ton of listing, uh, potential listings that would list today, but they would, they're like, what are we going to do? Like we, we need time to find a house. We can't find a house or we can't afford, you know, what we want or whatever it is. And it's keeping them on the sidelines or at, at a, at best they're on the fence because they're like, we'd sell, we just need to find the next place first. And you know that they can't make an offer contingent on selling their house. That's not going to work in this market. It's, it's not competitive enough. You, you can't have a contingent offer and win a bidding war in this market. You just can't. So one of the solutions that I've personally done and that I know a lot of successful agents are using is a lease back. All right. So where, where you can sell, you can sell the property and then the buyer will lease it back to you for a set period of time. Most lenders require that it be no more than 60 days. It depends on the lender. It depends on, the, you know, you need to ask these questions, but let's just say to make it easy for 60 days. So you can act, the seller can sell the house. They can get the money for it. They have their equity. They have their down payment money for the next place. Now that you can find them the next one and they have time to close and move out and everybody's happy. Not all buyers are going to be willing to do that, but you'd be surprised how many are because they can actually close on the house, get it. They've got their property. They just have to wait another month or so. Well, they'd be waiting a month or so anyways, if they didn't get your house, because they'd have to keep doing the dance, going to open houses and making offers and, and missing out. Being willing to give a lease back is a great way to help your buyers get offers accepted. And it's a great way for sellers to have the flexibility to sell and then have time to find the next property. But I see very little content done about leasebacks. Very little. Now, of course, there's there's legal implications. You gotta, you gotta look at liability, all that stuff. Yes, blah, 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 blah. Ask your broker. Okay. There's my disclaimer. There's my weak, you know, half-assed attempt at a disclaimer because I don't really give a shit. That's on you. Okay. Uh, I'm not your financial advisor here. I'm not your legal expert. And if you think I am, that's your problem. Uh, you're you're way off. But the concept of a leaseback is widely known, widely accepted, widely used. Uh, you need to look into it, talk to your real estate attorney, talk to your broker, but they're being done all over the place. And it's a great tool to help sellers accomplish what they want to do. You just need to educate sellers that the option exists. There's a bunch of our massive agent society members that are posting these videos, educating sellers or would be sellers about leasebacks. And they're getting messages like, oh my God, I didn't know I could do this. Like this changes everything. Holy shit. If I could sell now and then have a couple months, to, to find my next place. Well, that changes everything. Let's, let's do it. Imagine how many people in your network don't know about a leaseback. A lot of agents don't know about leasebacks. So if you're the one that's posting about it and educating and talking about the pros and the cons and the moving pieces, and then you position yourself as the expert and you're going to get people coming to you saying, Hey, uh, my cousin, John just told me that you could do this thing called the leaseback. I didn't know we could do that. That sounds like it'd be perfect for our situation. How does it work? Now you're the guy, you're the girl, you're the expert. Leasebacks, educate the consumers about leasebacks. Another one, something else that I'm personally doing to purchase my next property, a bank statement loan. See, if you are a self-employed person and you as a real estate agent are that, unless you're with Redfin or whoever the hell uh, salaried or Zillow, I guess Zillow has salaried employees. The vast majority of real estate agents, you guys are entrepreneurs, okay? You are self-employed. You're 1099. 
So what that means is you don't have taxes withheld from your, from your paychecks, from your closings. You are responsible to pay the taxes at the end of the year. Well, when that happens, when you're self-employed, you want to write off as much as possible. You want your taxable income to be as low as possible. So your tax burden is as low as possible. That's what I want. I want to pay as little tax as possible while still being legal, right? Like I want to minimize the shit out of my taxes, which is our right using the tax code. So with that said, the issue that so many self-employed people have, not just agents, but any self-employed person is if they write too much off on their taxes, then they're not showing enough income to then buy real estate, to invest in it, to, to buy their next house. They could they can afford it. They have the revenue coming in, but because you wrote off so much, your, your tax returns show that your income is insufficient when in reality it is sufficient. So one of the options is to do a bank statement loan where they don't look at your tax returns. They'll just look at your bank statements, how much money's coming in. Now there's all sorts of different bank statement loans. They, you know, 12 months of bank statements, 24 months. There's, there's even like no doc loans, which is kind of like stated income, but uh, they actually look into, you know, your ability to repay um, more. But there's so many options out there. They're called non-QM. It's a non-qualified mortgage. So if you hear in the news about non-QM, that's what this is. Most agents are so damn tunnel vision and so focused on FHA conventional VA. FHA conventional VA. Those are some options. And if you're working with a lender who only knows about those options and never brings up the other options, you should probably find a different lender. My lender actually told me, hey, well, if, you know, taxes, or maybe you haven't filed your tax returns yet, you're, you're a couple of years late on filing them, or that the, the taxable income is just not what it needs to be, but you ha- you can't afford it. Let's just do a bank statement loan. Cool. So the interest rates higher, fees are higher, but it lets you do what you want to do and write down as write off as much as possible off your taxes. Obviously, this is not tax advice. Talk to a CPA, okay? But just from my experience, talking conceptually, educate the consumer about bank statement loans, these non-QM loans. There are other options. So if you have somebody self-employed who thinks they can't afford to buy a house because they wrote off everything on their taxes to minimize their tax burden, you can show them, okay, here's some options where they don't even look at your taxes. That gets a lot of people off the fence as well. Uh, there's a lot of people, myself included, willing to pay a higher interest rate and, and have a higher payment but write off as much as I can from taxes. I'm saving more from writing all the shit off on my taxes than I would be saving with a conventional mortgage with a lower interest rate and and all that. So it depends on the person, depends on the situation, but educate people about these non-QM options. At a minimum, let them know that there, there aren't those three boxes. There are more boxes that they can fit in they're not limited to FHA, VA, and conventional, all right? If, if you educate, again, you become the expert, you become an advisor, you become an educator, and you'll be trusted more and you'll be hired more because you just told somebody and taught them something they didn't know before. Huge deal. The last thing I want to talk about that uh, I've been posting about recently, it's just been going crazy. It's been performing so well on social, on Instagram Reels and TikTok, TikTok especially, home prices. What the hell is going on with home prices? Are they going up? Are they going to come down? Is the market going to crash? Is it never going to crash? 
what's the deal here? Well, just the topic is attention grabbing. And before you post anything, you always want to figure out how can I make this grab attention? Okay. If, if it's, if you're going to post something, if I was, if I was going to do a podcast episode, okay, a future podcast episode, which will happen, uh, I could just call it my story, or I could call it what I've learned from selling my own house. Which one's more attention grabbing? Same, same freaking topic, same topic, but one is more attention grabbing. It one is a hook. So the topic of what's going on with home prices, are they going up? Are they going down? When are they going to come down? How long are they going to keep going up? The topics themselves are hooks. They're built in hooks. So like I mentioned, I posted this one video on, you know, what did I even call it? Let me look it up real quick. I'm going to find the exact topic of this video on TikTok. So I called it when home prices will come down again. When home prices when home prices will finally come down again. That was the headline on the video. And last time I looked 111,000 views. It's it's by far my best performing TikTok video ever and I had the same video on Instagram Reels do pretty damn well also. A lot of comments. People are curious and they're getting all sorts of conflicting information about what's happening with inflation, with interest rates going up, how that, how inflation and interest rates and all supply chain issues and all the other bullshit, how that's going to affect home prices. There are people that say, buy as much as you can now because prices are just going to keep going up regardless what happens with the stock market, regardless what happens with interest rates. Well, here's, here's what I focused on in that video. Uh, that went crazy on TikTok. I I had heard about this one stat that there were 4 million missing homes in the US, meaning that the demand for homes is so much that we need 4 million homes, 4 million new homes built just to satisfy all the buyer demand for homes. So I looked into that a little bit. I Googled it. I found a, an article from the Wall Street Journal and one from CNBC. And I looked at these, I got the gist of it, and then I shared it in a, in a 60 second video on Reels and TikTok. But here's, here's the thing, guys. The US housing market, so this was, let's see, Wall Street Journal, what's the date? Wall Street Journal, April 15th, tax day, my wife's birthday. Fantastic. April 15th, 2021. So just about a year ago, the US housing market is nearly 4 million homes short of buyer demand. Freddie Mac says the gap has widened significantly in the past two years as builders struggle to keep up. Okay, that was Wall Street Journal. CNBC says this, America, it, uh, September 14th, 2021. So, you know, four or five months after, um, after that Wall Street Journal article, CNBC comes out September 2021 and says, America is short more than 5 million homes and builders can't make up the difference. Hmm. Some 12.3 million American households were formed from January 2012 to June 2021, but only 7 million new single-family homes were built during that time. Interesting. Single-family home construction is running at the lowest, uh, the slowest pace since 1995. Because of all the supply chain issues, the cost of lumber, you know, all, all the bullshit happening in the world right now with COVID and everything, uh, builders are having a hard time keeping up. They're, they're building homes slower than, than ever uh, when we need them more than ever. So I talked in that video about how it's going to take 
from what I've read, you know, seven to 10 years just to, to catch up. If builders were to build faster than they've ever built before, it's going to take seven to 10 years just to build enough homes to satisfy the pent up demand. Now, the debate that was happening in the comments was great for engagement. There's people saying, you're crazy. Interest rates are going to kill it. You're going to kill the market. The market's going to crash. It's all going to shit, blah, 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 blah. Maybe they're right. I don't know. But here's here's the thing. Okay? I'm, and I'm not here to, to give you these stats. Do what you want with it. Interpret it how you want. Uh, and I'll link to the CNBC article in the show notes because I think the CNBC article, first off, it's not behind a paywall like, like the Wall Street Journal, but uh, it's... It's very easy to understand and well thought out and detailed. So here's why I'm mentioning this topic. First off, the topic of home prices and what's going to happen with them, it performs very well if you give some stats and then elaborate on it. Now, it's okay to give your opinion on these things. It's okay to, to just not you know read the, the data like here's what the data shows. It's okay to give your opinion if your opin- opinion is influenced by and inspired by data. That's what I did. I said, okay, here's the data. Here's what I believe it means. Here's what I believe it means. I said, home prices, I believe are not coming down anytime soon because of that seven to 10 years, it's going to take builders to catch up with the demand. So obviously there's other factors. There's lots of other factors. I may be wrong. I don't know, but I gave my opinion based on data. What do you believe? So when you see these, these news articles, uh, these trends that are just hot topics that everybody wants to know about. And you're going to do some content about it. What do you believe and why do you believe it? What is your opinion based on? What are you gathering it from? If you just go out there and say, here's my opinion, blah, 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 blah. You might get some people listening, but it's hard to gain credibility unless you're showing, hey, this is my opinion based on this solid data or this study or these facts. Okay. Opinion, give your opinions all you want but base it in data. And then you can always lean on that and say, Hey, look, don't shoot the messenger. CNBC said that wall street journal, whoever. Okay. People want to hire an agent who's well-informed. People want to follow people on social media that are well-informed that they learn from. There are lots of people I follow, lots of Instagram follows that have nothing to do with real estate, nothing to do with business, but they're entertaining and or educational. So I learn interesting new shit every time I watch them. So I follow them and I watch their stuff. You can be that in your market. You could be that local real estate expert, that local expert that people watch and follow because you just have interesting insights and they learn something. All right. And if you, if you have a topic that's a little bit controversial, that's okay because the way social media works, the more engagement you have, the more comments you're getting, even if people are like on the TikTok comments, there are people just going back and forth. Like I've lost full control over it. They're just like arguing with each other. Like, well, you're wrong because of this and I'm right because of this and you're wrong because of this. That is amazing. And a lot of them are telling me I'm an idiot that I don't know what I'm talking about. This guy's just a realtor trying to sell homes. Okay. It's all a scam, but it's all great for engagement. If you pick something, give your opinion on it, be okay with people disagreeing be okay with it being a little bit controversial because that controversy or those disagreements, as long as you encourage people to voice their disagreements or whatever, and let's be honest, people will anyways, whether you ask for them to or not. But if you say, Hey, do you agree or disagree? People will tell you their opinions. People love to be heard. People love to give their opinions. And when they do, 
even if they're telling you you're an idiot or that, hey, you're spot on, you're right on, you're brilliant. It's all great for your for the algorithms. It's all going to help that content go further. And that content, even though you get some of those these douchebag trolls that can't help but comment ridiculous stuff, you want those to a certain point because it's going to help that content get put in front of serious people, people that really will become followers of yours, really will look up to you or refer you or hire you. That's how it all works, guys. So there's some topics right now, bank statement loans or non-QM loans. How do they work? You know, what, what are other options for people who want to buy real estate? Leasebacks, what are other options for sellers that need some time to buy another house after they sell? Leaseback, educate people. And then what the hell is going on with home prices? How is how is interest rates going to affect it? How's inflation? How is labor shortage, lumber prices, supply chain issues? How does that affect all of it? And what does it mean for people? How does it actually affect them? What's, you've heard of this before. What's in it for me? What's, what's in it for them? Well, they need to know what's in it for them. If you're going to give a stat or read, read a news headline, what the hell do they care? Now, they probably should care, but you need to let them know how it affects them, how it affects what they want to do. You get really good at doing that on social media, you'll grow like crazy. And you're going to get a lot of incoming business from people who want to work with you because you're an advisor. You're an educator and an advisor, and you've done it with personality. There's a key, add some personality to it. It makes it much easier to digest and learn from you and follow you if you have some personality. Okay. I hope this helps guys. We can talk a lot more in future episodes about topics. If you guys want me to do more episodes on what to do content about, let me know, shoot me a DM, make sure that you are following me at massive agent on Instagram and, uh, shoot me a DM over there. That's, that's usually the best way to find me. And, uh, yeah, guys go do some content. There's, there's people out there that are just like, please somebody dumb this shit down and tell me what I need to know. I'm tired of all these headlines. Just tell me what I need to know. If you're the person, if you're the professional that steps in and satisfies that and teaches them what they need to know, instead of just giving them headlines, you're going to do well. You're going to, you're going to get business. You can't not. You do it with personality. It's going to happen that much faster. Guys, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. Thank you for everyone who shared the show. If you found value in this episode, please share it with a team member, another agent you're close with, your broker, uh, share it within your brokerage, Facebook group, whatever. If you found value from this, share it so other agents can get value from it and learn and grow as well. And in return, or at the same time rather, you're helping you're helping us to grow the show. You're helping us to reach a wider audience and grow the show. And we appreciate that very much. So guys, please execute on this. Please do. Um, be educators, be advisors, do it with personality. You guys are going to thrive. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Massive Agent Podcast. Take care.